0: Hello, Rasa.
1: Hi, Dad. How are you today? I'm doing great. How are you?
0: Excellent. I am also excellent. Are you ready to have your brain filled with facts, opinions, ideas, etc.?
1: You betcha.
0: Let's go. Today, I want to share with you a technique that I hope will make you happier, healthier, and more productive. And what's funny is it's about doing less rather than more, but doing the less better. The term is monotasking. It means doing one thing or task at a time.
1: Oh, I've heard of multitasking doing several things at a time, but I haven't heard of monotasking
0: anymore. Yeah, it it used to be that we didn't need this term because everyone did one thing at a time. You'd cook, you'd listen to music, You'd talk to your family, you'd exercise, but you couldn't do them all at once. That was impossible. Technology changed the equation. When radio was invented, you could listen to something while you cooked. When TV was invented, you could watch a show while eating. When I was a kid, music players got portable. For the first time, you could go outside and exercise and listen to music at the same time. 20 years later, around the time I was in college, cell phones came out. Now you could be anywhere and talk to people anywhere else. Right before you were born, smartphones started taking over. Now you can watch a show or write an email from everywhere too. You can cook, listen to music, see your family, exercise all at once. Whoa. Now, as you know, you're only 10 years old, but you have already heard this term, multitasking. That used to be the new word. And it seemed amazing. I could do everything in the same moment. What a time saver.
1: I'd love to listen to audiobooks while cooking.
0: Yes. But there's a danger. It also makes us always distracted. Always a little absent from the other people around us. And it's hard to see any one thing through to the finish. And this is the world you've grown up in. You don't know any different. But it's still a choice or can be. And that's all I want to say. It is possible for a human being to eat a meal without watching something at the same time.
1: I never eat while watching. Or mostly not.
0: You can go on an errand without bringing your phone. I don't have a phone. You can brush your teeth without also reading. What? (laughs) (laughs) I say, Rasa. Where are you? You went to brush your teeth an hour ago and you're still sitting on the bathroom floor with the toothbrush in your mouth and the book on your lap? It's
1: not my fault if Sal and Gabby are about to break the universe.
0: At first, it will seem like you're missing out on all those extra things. But what you'll find is you're tuning in to the one thing you are doing. You will see trees and hear bird calls when you're outside. You will smell scents and see smiling faces when you're at dinner. You'll be present. Food will taste better. Work will be more creative and get finished faster. You'll notice and appreciate your family and friends and strangers who might become future friends, too.
1: But can I do all that and still read while brushing my teeth?
0: Listen, I'm not one to talk. I still struggle with this, but I'm trying. I'm practicing and every new moment is another chance. So, all I'm suggesting is spend the 2 minutes and honor your teeth, and honor your toothbrush, and honor your book and just brush your teeth when you're brushing your teeth and then read your book while you're reading your book and do one thing at a time. Try monotasking and You can lead us to a new movement with this new word.
1: Fair enough. I guess I'll give it a try. One day, one thing, at a time.
0: Are you ready for today's poem?
1: I'm ready. What is it?
0: It is from the collection Angle of Yaw by Ben Lerner. Ooh. Now... There's a word in here, phobic or phobia. Do you know what that means?
1: Yeah, it's a fear of something.
0: That's right. Angle of yaw. A person is phobic, that is mentally imbalanced, when his fears fail to cancel out his other fears. The healthy, too, are terrified of heights, but equally terrified of depths. As terrified of dark as light, open spaces as closed, the phobic are overbold, not overly apprehensive, and must be conditioned to fear the opposite of what they fear. The difficulty of such treatment lies in finding the counterbalancing terror. What is the opposite of a marketplace? A prime number. Blood. A spider.
1: Wow, that's such a funny theory. Is anyone really scared of prime numbers? <laughs>
0: Let's talk it through. You want to read it first?
1: Yeah. A person is phobic, that is, mentally imbalanced, when his fears fail to cancel out his other fears. The healthy, too, are terrified of heights, but equally terrified of depths, as terrified of dark as light, open spaces as closed. The phobic are overbold not overly apprehensive and must be conditioned to fear the opposite of what they fear. The guilty of such treatment finds in lying the counterbalancing terror. What is the opposite of a marketplace, a prime number, blood, a spire.
0: So he's got this really funny theory in this poem, which is, Everyone's afraid of things, but you're healthy as long as you're afraid of the opposite of what you're also afraid of. And he's saying the phobic are actually people who are not afraid enough. All they have to do is balance out what they're afraid of on one side with being afraid of the opposite on the other side. So if you're afraid (laughs) of red, you got to be afraid of blue. If you're intimidated to talk to girls, you got to be afraid to talk to boys. If you don't like hair, you've also got to be afraid of baldness. Whatever it is, you've got to be afraid of the opposite of it, too. Is
1: anyone ever afraid of hair?
0: I'm sure someone somewhere is.
1: I'm coming for you. I'm Ressa's hair.
0: Well, I got to get my comb sword out, I guess. (laughs) So, I also like the idea of thinking of the opposite of something. Let's start with his list. What do you think the opposite of a marketplace is?
1: Wow. Um... Marketplace is usually pretty busy, so a deserted street, maybe?
0: Yeah, a desert island? Yeah. What about the uh, opposite of a prime number? Composite. That's right. What about the opposite of blood?
1: Band-aids.
0: Band-aids, great. And do you know the name for the fear of a spider?
1: Um, Archnophobia.
0: Very close. Arachnophobia.
1: Arachnophobia.
0: What is the opposite of a spider?
1: Huh, a ladybug?
0: All right. So, if you're afraid of spiders out there, start jumping every time you see a
1: ladybug.
0: Last segment of the show. Do you have a question that vexes you so?
1: Well, as a matter of fact, I do.
0: Pray tell. What is it?
1: Well, I was wondering, how do you make a book? I know that you type books and they come on a piece of paper, but how do you make them? So they have covers. They're all shiny. They're all together. Not just a bunch of pages with a staple in the middle.
0: That's a really good question. How is a book bound? Let me do some research, maybe even make some calls and get the answer to you. Thanks. Back and I don't have the answer to your vexing question, Rasa. Instead, I have an expert I have pulled off of the streets or the internet or some combination of the two. Aldra Loyal, am I pronouncing your name right?
2: You got it, Jeremy. Hi. Hi, Rasa.
0: Aldra, tell Rasa and our audience what is your job? What do you do?
2: So I am a bookbinder. I run the Vespiary Book Restoration and Bindery here in Missoula. So that means really I fix and make books.
0: Awesome. I'm hearing a little bit of a thump. I don't know if you're bumping into anything.
2: Maybe. I'll try not to move around. It might be my braid.
0: So let's go to the make part. How are books made?
2: Okay. Well, there's lots of different kinds of books, but I'm just going to walk you through what I call a codex. And that's the book I think that we're all most familiar with. So first, what I do is I start with a bunch of sheets of paper, or sometimes you'll find in bookbinding that people call things a lot of different names, so it could be called sheets or leaves, and then I gather some of them together, and I fold them, and then once I have a number of gatherings, which are also sometimes called signatures or choirs, which is a great scrabble word, Q-U-I-R-E, um, then hmm. I'll sew them all hmm. together over some, we call them supports, and supports can be things like pieces of linen or like jute or hemp cord or pieces of leather. And once I'm done sewing all those gatherings together, I have what's called a text block or a book block. And then I'll put some adhesive on the spine to make all those signatures stick together. And I'll set it aside to dry for a while. And while that's drying, I'll make the cover or the case And I often make hardback books. So you start out with some pieces of cardboard that are called davy board. And then you can use a number of different materials for the outside, like book cloth or leather or decorative paper. And that's what you're going to see on the outside. So once the cover is built, then you stick the two together. It's called casing in. And the book block just fits inside that case. And a lot of people think you just squirt glue down the spine, but actually you want the spine of the book block to move freely. So you put adhesive on the end sheet. So that's like the very first page and the very last page. And then those pages are what stick down to the covers. It's called the paste down. And, And then once that's all done, you're basically done, but you have to let it dry in a special press. I have, it's called a nipping press or a proofing press, and it just, it applies really even pressure so that way your book boards or your cover doesn't warp as it's drying. So I usually leave it in overnight and get it out the next day and then make sure everything looks good and voila, you have a book. Wow, that's so cool. That sounds
1: like it's really fun.
0: Now Rasa, you did a little bookwork this morning. Can you tell Aldro what you were doing mm-hmm. first thing this morning when I saw you?
1: Well, it's nowhere near as professional as what you do, but I made a paper bag book cover for a
2: textbook at school. Oh, I used to make those all the time when I was your age. I love those. Yeah. They're
1: also really fun to decorate. Totally.
2: I love drawing. Me too. And what I tell people, you never know how a profession starts. You may be making a book cover now out of a paper bag, but you just add skills as you get older.
1: That makes a lot of sense. I know I want to be a billion
2: things right now.
0: Aldra, thank you so much for joining us and telling us how books are made.
2: It's my pleasure. And I hope to see you guys again sometime soon.
0: We do too. What do you say, Russ? Yeah. Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for Everything You Need to Know.